0: Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queen's podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Logan Lucky, directed by Steven Soderbergh and released in 2017. That's a lot of alliteration. Um, The plot of the movie goes something like this. The supposedly unlucky Logan siblings try to pull off a heist at the biggest NASCAR race of the year. I had a lot of S's in it. I do apologize. It's all S's and then L's and then S's after Logan Lucky and Steven Soderbergh, and I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. That is hard. Um, Yes. So, this is Steven Soderbergh's latest film. It features the lovely Channing Tatum and the also lovely Adam Driver, and, and they are two brothers, and they also have a sister, played by Riley Keough, and they're all... The is not Isla Fisher. I made that mistake like six times in this movie. Every so often I was like, hey, it's Isla Fisher. I nope. get Riley Keough mixed up with Dakota Johnson, but I do not get it mixed up with Isla Fisher. I think she, to me, she just looks like Isla oh. Fisher. Like a, like a sadder Isla Fisher. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like a grumpier Isla Fisher to me. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah. I, there's no reason I mix her up with Dakota Johnson, just that I know that she's like a second, third generation. See, to me, they don't look alike. Yeah. And then in this movie, she doesn't look like what she looks like in Mad Max, so mm. I have a lot more trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, she does. Um. yeah anyway sorry in our spoiler free bit we're just <laughs> uh, we're just That's not really anyway, spoilers. no it's not they have a third sibling who, um played by riley keogh um they all try and pull off a heist it's pretty much as you see it in the trailer mm-hmm. and, and also features daniel craig in a wonderful showboating scenery chewing role which also features in the trailer so i'm not, not really spoiling anything there um but uh yeah so as to whether you should see it katie should be yeah, people it? should see this yeah I really, really like sort of the first two-thirds of it. I think in true Steven Soderbergh sa- fashion, it really slows down towards <gasps> right at the end and you're like, okay, you, you need to kind of get this movie and wrap it up a little bit, please. But I didn't mind too much because I really got into the characters and the world building and stuff that he was doing here. It's a really fun, interesting movie, a lot lighter than some of his other fare mm. um, while still making some political commentary. And um, the, everybody's really great in it. Yeah, I almost... Everybody's really great in it. So, yeah, I would recommend going to go and see it. Mm, I would also recommend that. It appeals to a number of things that are of interest to me. Um, racing cars, Channing Tatum, Adam Driver, heist, heist movies. So <laughs> You it, know I love a heist. It hits a lot of my um, my things. But I, it's just really fun. I agree on that it got a bit too long. I think Soderbergh has a problem with endings. Mm. This is not the first film of his where you get to what you think might be the ending of the film and then – And just drags on on another forty minutes. On and on and on. And like, oh my god! This one also, this might waver waver a tiny bit into spoiler territory, but it brings in Hilary Swank like half an hour before the end. Yeah, and it's we've talked about this before. When you bring in a big movie star like twenty minutes before the end of a film, that's a really bad idea Mm. because you just completely distracts the audience. They're like, "Hey, what is she doing here? Why she showed up so late in the piece?" Um, That's yeah. There's a few little minor quibbles, but otherwise, this is decent fun yeah i agree so yeah you should go see it it's definitely um one of the better movies out at the moment just you know be prepared take some pee breaks (laughs) stay hydrated (laughs) because it's it's a bit of a long one yeah um okay so we'll move into spoiler territory now so if you haven't seen logan lucky um and you want to go and do that uh maybe stop the podcast now and come back when you have yeah so um we saw the trailer for Logan Lucky like 60 times, honestly. Mm-hmm. It's been in front of every movie we've seen for the last like two months. Yep. And so, and the trailer to me just got funnier every time I saw it. Yeah, like it yeah. got more engaging every time I saw it. The movie was often funny, but like not kind of laugh out loud funny, but just that kind of like it had this kind of humorous groove to it, but it also was kind of down to earth and fun. Mm. Um, Chang Tatum's so good in this movie. So good. Like really likable and really warm and and you really want to root for him. And, and he and Adam Driver play off each other surprisingly well. Yeah. But this movie's really about the like scene-stealing side characters, you know, like, I mean, yeah. Daniel Craig as Joe Bang is just the best thing. He is so good in this movie. He's mm. so funny and stupid and like, but like, there's this bit where um – that is easily the best scene in the whole movie when they're doing the heist mm. and he's created this explosive oh, out of gummy bears and salt and, like, bleach, bleach. pens. <laughs> and the boys are just like, this is stupid, it's not going to work, all this sort of thing. And Daniel Craig stops and gives them a chemistry lesson in chalk <laughs> on the wall – While he's the- holding onto the bomb. While he's holding the explosive on the wall of this, like, the NASCAR um, – stadium, that the raceway that they're stealing from, mm. to explain to them how it all works. I love it so much. And I love the kind of the contradiction in his character between being really smart and really dumb at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that was really fun. And he just had a blast doing it. Mm. It's great. Yeah, it's so great. And he is very scene-stealing. Although I feel like um, Adam Driver and Channing Tatum are great in their roles. They're hmm. both actors who can really actually play every men or like yeah. ordinary men. Um, You don't ever like, they don't seem to be play acting when you see them as coal miners and bartenders and whatnot. But it's also really funny that like, they don't really look alike. No, nope. but they do seem like brothers in this movie. Whereas uh Daniel Craig's character and the two guys playing his brothers never seem like they could be related no, at all. No. And it's weird. I didn't uh, even look up who they were, but yeah, no, they don't even seem remotely related. No. And it's strange that, that, like mm. and and I kind of thought they might be half brothers because they're so much younger. Yeah, yeah. And the other two were close together in age. Mm. Um, the movie never confirms that. It was just my head canon to explain why they were so different. But it's funny that mm. like Channing Tatum and Adam Driver really don't look alike yet completely believable mm. as brothers. Oh, totally. Um, and it's kind of in their mannerisms and and I, the comfort with each mm. other and that it just seemed like they'd grown up together. It's a, i It's why um I I feel like Riley Keough works well with the two of them as well. Um, they do seem like siblings. They do kind of. And she's like the one who's she's the like she's the only Logan who's actually holding the family together. Like she's got she's got a real job. She's got a you know is actually a grown up, even though she's younger than the two of them, and she's not in trouble. I feel like she looks after a niece. Another actress could have played that better, and maybe that's why I keep getting kept getting Uh, her mixed up. Is that she just wasn't like standing out to me Mm. particularly well. Um. There were a couple of moments where I thought she was fun, but most of the time I was just like, this could be anybody. Mm. Um, And she wasn't like when she gets her introductory monologue about the driving. Yeah. It's not really compelling or like, you know, it's not making me kind of imagine that said by like, Marissa Tomei mm. in my cousin Vinny or something like that. You know, like mm. y- you would just sit there and be fascinated by her talking about driving. Yeah, yeah. But she's, um, no. but Riley Keough doesn't. No, no, she's him. not particularly compelling. You are right. She's generic. This is why we both mix her up with other people because she's yeah. kind of generic. Exactly. She could be any of the young actresses. Or her imagine age. like Catherine Waterston doing that. Catherine Waterston's in this movie oh, for like she's five so minutes. Great. Exactly. So great. You watch her every second she's on screen. I love her. Mm. Like. You know, if she had been that role, then I would have been glued to the screen watching mm-hmm. her say all that stuff. But I just didn't really feel it with Riley Keogh. In fact, the little girl who played Channing Tatum's daughter was better than Riley Keogh. Mm-hmm. She was great. Oh, she was so great. Um, we should yeah. find out what her name is. But well, I, I will admit Farrah something, but I just looked up the Daniel Craig's brothers. It's One of them is another Gleason sibling, Brian. Another one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's this I would assume one that it's Who was in the short one one. who was in, in Assassin's Creed. And his name, yeah, Brian, he's short haired. Anyway, uh, yeah, he's and the other one was Jack Quaid, who presumably is related Quaid. to all the other Quaid's. <laughs> yeah. And he's from uh, Hunger Games. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, so he's Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's kid. Who was he in Hunger Games? I I don't know. Marvel. Oh, so I know who that is. Um he, Marvel's one of the um the um yeah. So what the, the little girl, though, heroes. her first name is Farah. Tributes. One of the tributes. Early. First name is Farah. Mackenzie McKenzie plays the little girl. She is so great. Channing mm-hmm. Tatum's daughter. So cute. Such a sweetheart and a good, good character too. I think. Yeah, but she's also she like never feels fake in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really natural. And I think and I part think, of that is like I think there's a lot of generosity in the actors around her. Yeah, and I think really, Channing Tatum is particularly good with her. Yeah, but I mean, I think um. Like Katie Holmes did a good job with mm. her as well. Yes, she did actually. Um, like and everybody seemed to be kind of supporting that little girl to do well, but also mm. I think she just, you know, was talented she Yeah, she was doing a good job. No, I agree. Right with from you. her first scene where she's just handing tools to him and she knows what they're all called and stuff. Yeah. It's great. No, no, I think yes, I think she was great too. Um, yes. So who was that? I'm sorry, I used uh, to be we're, actors. No, that's yep. all right. While we're talking about the actors yep. though. Let's talk about the big glaring sore spot in the middle of this movie that is Seth MacFarlane and how terrible he is in this. Oh, he's so awful and so unpleasant. So awful and his accent is like – Nails on a chalkboard. You were saying this about um, elodie Young before we went to the movie, yeah, yeah. and I just was in the middle of the movie going. You think her accent's bad? Like that? At least that's her natural accent. This is hell. Yeah. This is watching Seth MacFarlane trying to do a cartoon version of an English person. And the thing is, I heard the trailer, the line mm. that he gets in the trailer where he says that is massively stupid, right? Yeah. And I know I say stupid, but that's because I grew up overseas. English and Australian people don't say yeah. stupid. They say stupid. <laughs> this they- is the same problem I had with Charlize Theron a couple of weeks ago in Atomic Blonde. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is massively stupid is how right. we should be saying it. But he right. says, this is massively stupid. Right. And, and it's that's just like, So in the trailer, I didn't know he was doing a British accent. Yeah, yeah. It just seems like it was a really odd choice of phrasing for, for a Southerner. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you see him in the movie and he's trying to do a British accent really badly and really glaringly badly. It seems and like he it stands out so much with his costuming and the dumb hair and the dumb it's moustache a like that he's got. It's a, it's a tradition in Soderbergh movies because Don Cheadle does a terrible British accent in the Oceans movies. He does too. That's true. Yeah, uh, Maybe Sto- Soderbergh just doesn't know what an English uh, accent sounds like. Is Seth MacFarlane, for whatever reason, they wanted him in the movie because he's actually a decent voice actor, Seth MacFarlane, yes. and he can sing. Um, yes, but his version of You Got Trouble is the best version of You, I, you Got Trouble I, I as much as I hate his him. His version of My Way is Is really good too, yeah, from Sing. Yeah, Um, but he, I think they were kind of like, well, he does a slightly English accent for his sh- own show. Maybe we can just get him to bump that up a bit to be like an annoying English entrepreneur for this part. And it was just weird because – I don't know. I think it's more that Seth MacFarlane was like, I'm going to play in British. And they were like, okay. Mm. Not unlike um, he doesn't even seem like, like the, a British character. He seems of, like an American character. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, like I could sort of maybe see him as British if a British person played him. Sure. No, no, no. <laughs> like that sort of uh, the kind of annoying um person who's like really adopted American culture. and, But like, he wouldn't look gone, like that. Yeah, is the thing. He doesn't look British at all. Mm. So like you, you, when he doesn't look British or sound British. There's no way of buying him as British. Mm. Anyway, he's the worst. His whole job, though, is to get punched a lot, which is great. Yeah, it is. But it's also really, really irritating and glaring. And, like, it it just pulls me out of the movie completely. Because mm. I'm just like, oh, there's Seth MacFarlane doing a terrible accent again. Um, and that scene is supposed to be important. And it just was completely marred by the fact that I couldn't take Speaking, anything so, seriously. of being pulled out of the movie, there is a scene early on where Channing Tatum explains the heist... <laughs> to his brother <laughs> and he bends over and all you can see for is, the, ages. For like, this is like two minute shot and his butt is center of frame and he's all bent over and it's all sticking out there but also like, his arm is like leaning on his legs so the whole his whole body is just like muscle yeah and hotness. It, it's, it's amazing so distracting. Uh, and it's Really, really distracting. I I believe the scene is about he's made a diorama of the speedway yeah. and explains it to his brother. I have no idea what was said in that scene. Because all both I can see at is at the this same time we're lightly, like, I don't know what's happening. It's just like, but which is great. Look, I'm all for that kind of gaze in a film. Um, But, yeah, that was nice. It was really funny because it was so distracting. So distracting. Um, There were a couple of times that we had the same thought at the same time, too. There's a bit where somebody goes, um, with the prison riot, where he goes, they could all be dead or worse. And they, the, expelled. <laughs> the guy goes, what could be worse than dead? And we're both, like, expelled at the same Duh. time. Um, <laughs> oh, I've heard people do use that line a few times in other things now. Not just expelled, but, like, they could be dead or worse, captured. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's but not that. It it's totally is so funny. Because we both did the Harry Potter thing at the same time. Um but yeah th- there's so much going on in this movie that it's a I think it's a great heist movie because there's so many moving pieces, yeah, and you know what all of them are about, mm. and you know what you're following, and you um, know all the bits that can go wrong, and yeah. you but you also kind of you know there's no telling you too much ahead of time you yeah. sort of you find out certain things the same time the characters do, like the garbage shoot bit, which I thought worked quite nicely, <laughs> yes, exactly, there's still some surprises, but you kind of have an idea of what's mm. going on. I don't like. I don't – still don't know what was happening with the phone thing that Channing Tatum explains at the end of the movie mm. where he – like how did you know when it would be okay, safe to he go and get the money? tapping his phone and so it got cut off. Oh, they were tapping so, yeah, so, it. So, no, so what he says is something along the lines of he hadn't paid his phone bill in like six months and normally if you don't pay your phone bill for 60 days, they'd on the 61st off. day they cut you off. Yeah. But he hadn't paid his phone bill in six months. But his phone was still working which means he knew he was being tapped – because they, they'd kept his phone on, otherwise it would have, and when his phone stopped working and he stopped getting service, he knew that they'd stopped tapping. Okay, it. I think I missed the word tapped or tapping in there somewhere, yeah. and I couldn't, and it's because he's like, part of the problem with the movie is that it's really badly lit. Yeah, yeah, and I, I do think we may have had a bad screen mm. as well, but it, it was murky looking. Yeah, I think our screen was bad, too, because we couldn't watch – we couldn't see any of the trailers Yeah, yeah, beforehand. but it was also – And the, I think the sound wasn't very good. In, I think there was yeah. a problem with the whole thing. And so, I missed some of the dialogue a few times, mm. and, yeah, I didn't hear taps. Well, so, I was like, I don't – why is his phone still on? I don't get it. Yeah, well, like I, um, like I was saying before we started recording, I kind of slipped into the accent in my head, and so – I suddenly understood everything. I don't know why. Like, it's not like I've ever been to West Virginia. It wasn't but, that I didn't like, understand. I understood all the words. It I just, just slipped into – I don't know why. The accent kind of clicked in my head and then I was yeah. following it. But you're but you're right. It's dark in places and a bit murky looking maybe on our screen, maybe in the movie itself. It didn't look great though. Like, I, none of the, the – I didn't think there was anything particularly special about the way and it was again, shot. again, Steven Soderbergh's not exactly famous for being a good visual director. No, no. True, true. Um, and – yeah, it just doesn't um, – it uses a lot of natural lighting for mm-hmm. no reason. That Like, uh, I don't mind natural lighting as much when there's a good reason for it. Like in The Beguiled, it gives you the sense of being in that time. Yeah. Right? And I could still see all the important bits in The Begu- Beguiled. In The Witch, or The Vavich, which I also saw, I knew didn't, I think. Um, they use all natural lighting and uh, it frustrated me because – um there were important things that I couldn't see properly. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing in The Revenant. I hated the all natural lighting in The Revenant because it was such a hard movie to watch anyway. <laughs> and then you gotta kinda of work for it. And, yeah. th- and there's a scene in, in this one where um Riley Keogh's character is is painting nail polish on cockroaches because she's like doing an experiment with the cockroaches. But She's just leaning over, well, and all you can see is a nail polish brush. And like, how is she even seeing what she is doing? because yeah. it's like all. And this then you, but then you see a shot from above, and, and it's really well lit. Light. So you're like, no, guys, yeah, come um, on. But the cockroaches, because they put them in the three yeah. tubes to figure out where the yeah, chief, no, yeah, I, which I know one what they're doing. Out. I loved that. And she's and well, because she's the brains of the whole thing. Because they say something yeah. earlier where she's done the measurements on something, or she's worked out the physics, or something. Well, she does a lot of, but I mean, Channing Tatum was the brains of the thing as well. They both, yeah, kind yeah, yeah. Of well, she's more like the brains separate. of the family. Than the brains of the operation, but she's like obviously pretty smart. And I think she's does- got a lot of the kind of technical yeah. ability, whereas he's more of the like planner. Yes, like he puts together the plan, but then she does all the little details and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Clyde, or uh, which is Adam Driver's character's name, is like the fall guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's the he's the essentially the muscle with one arm. Yeah. yeah was <laughs> um, definitely – he's definitely the dumbest of the lot. Yeah, yeah. Great Adam Driver sort of character though because because of his sort of naturally sad-looking face. Mm. He's just like this sad-looking character. There's a line that he delivers so well. It's pretty early but it made the whole cinema laugh where he goes, um, be, um on account of me being your little brother, I took the fall for the – but it's like – It's not a particularly standout line, Mm. but the way that he delivers it is so good that Mm. it made everybody laugh. It had all this pathos. Yeah, exactly. All this history in there as well. Yeah. Um, Although I really didn't like um, during the heist when they had that big argument, the two sets of brothers, Mm. and they bring up things that we've never, that's never like occurred to the audience before. Yeah. uh, Like it should be something that was building. Mm Mm-hmm. Rather than something that kind of came out of nowhere, yeah. there. Well, I mean, to be fair, Catherine Waterston mentions the football star thing, but yeah, we, it's not something that's obvious. In fact, like he was—he was baseball because, um, yeah, because um, no, they say he's going to play for the NFL. He was a quarterback, really? Because I'm sure he, she said baseball in the the girl, the woman she in the talks um, about him being a quarterback. Though. Hairspray. the hair spray in the hair salon at the beginning says baseball, I think, but no, no, you definitely talk about him being a quarterback. But, oh, I don't remember. Um, they they do talk about it. But and that's kind of interesting, but it's not really well developed. Like that actually yeah. would be really interesting. This like small town high school hero turned guy who's like trying to make a scratch out a living working construction and all well, that yeah, kind of I stuff think who's whole, injured himself. Like that's an interesting. The story. whole point is that he can't get um yeah like it, is that blowing out his knee and and it's a it's. The movie in general is an indictment of the American healthcare system Mm -hmm. and American, like, um, employment and things like that without any kind of support for people. Yeah, yeah. And the way – the lack of a social uh, safety net and in the the face of, like, the collapse of American manufacturing and obviously West Virginia being a cold state, that's particularly – Right. So, there's that problem – so, he's got that problem where he's blown out his knee and they um, can't insure him Mm -hmm. and insure him and um adam driver's character lost his arm mm. and so like the only place that he can get a job coming back from the, military. the military is in a bar mm. so like it's all kind of this like everybody's got these issues mm. and then they think of themselves as being uh, or um clyde thinks of them all as being unlucky because of these things that have happened to yeah him. and things other things that happened to the family when like Maybe the family has been unlucky, but they probably just had a typical experience of a yeah. non-wealthy West Virginian family over the last 40 years. Yeah. Because it starts in like 1983, so it's like, the it, you know, aligns with all of that sort of collapse of manufacturing and the collapse of mining and all that kind yeah. of thing. And you've even got the whole NASCAR thing, which is all about... And, and the Ford product placement and the, you know, which is all about, you know, American built cars and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. much product placement in this movie, by the way. The Fox thing. Uh, where he does the whole spiel about the Ford car that he's driving too. Oh, yeah, that bit. Cause the, who is that guy, by the way? I know I've seen him before. I'll look him up while you talk about the Fox thing. Um, actually, I think that may, might be that Dwight guy. Anyway, um, the Fox microphones. Mm-hmm. <coughs> There's all these like Fox News uh, reporters and like um, commentators and stuff, and mm. all the Fox microphones are turned so that you can read the whole word Fox on the camera. So there's mm. three microphones, and they're all turned perfectly towards the Look, camera. You're I, like, we get it, guys. Like, I know. I, I think it's that they really are NASCAR commentators. Like, they're real commentators. Oh yeah. And so they hired the real guys, and they hired they used NASCAR, like, they yes. obviously um, got the the cooperation of these various people. Right. So, they got the cooperation yeah. of those guys, and as a result of that, they put this stuff in the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's so in your face to me. And mm. I don't notice product placement much. I am not a person who notices product placement very often, yeah, unless it's, like, really in my face, and I noticed it a lot in this movie. Mm. Um, also, what a waste of Sebastian Stan. I know. Like... What maybe five minutes of screen time? Uh, this, I felt the same way about Catherine Waterston though. Like, yeah, I, know. I would watch a movie just with those two people and in she it. She was so great as well. I like know. her whole bit and um her and Channing Tatum. That was really they were really sweet together. They were. Channing Tatum just was good with everybody in this movie. Yeah, yeah. he did a great I job. Think he's in just the, like the lead of this. Yeah, he he did, and um his um. Like, have you seen some of his promo stuff that he's doing? He's on a road trip across America. And so he is, like, there's video online he posted on his Facebook of, like, him stopping at a gas station somewhere in, like, I don't know, in the middle of rural Tennessee. And he meets this, um, the clerk who serves him is this lady called Beatrice, and she's so funny and hilarious. Like, she, she's all ready to send the rest of the staff home and just hang out with Channing Tatum for the rest of the day. <laughs> it is the sweetest video. I'll, um, we put it on, I shared it on Twitter, but I'll put it in the show notes. But he's, yeah, he's basically on this road trip across America to promote. On our the Twitter? Film. On, yes, the Screen Queen's Twitter. Okay. Um, I don't remember seeing that. Um, there, it's, anyway, he's very sweet, and he's, mm. he's like done this thing, and it's a clever, Promotion, I think it is. Yeah, um, you could really feel the scale of that race too. Yeah, yeah, like you really felt the scale of everybody being there. And they Mm. do a lot of establishing shots because he, Stephen Soderbergh, clearly got permission to shoot there and was like, "Let's shoot everything." Mm. And you get all the helicopters and the the um uh, the military personnel and like Leanne Rhymes shows up to sing. It's not the national anthem, but it's one of those America, these beautiful songs. Yeah, I don't know which one. And like. Yeah, you do. You really get a feel for it and the sound and stuff. In fact, they love the sound of the cars racing past. That they run it under the credits at the end instead of mm. music. Well, o- over the part where they write where the credits are yeah. about music. Well, and, and um, but it is under most of the second half of the credits too. But yeah, yeah. I no, I, I swear it started like just before the music. Part. Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah, they, they did that. He definitely did that on purpose. That was <laughs> such a slightly pretentious Soderberghian thing to do. Yes. Um, well, it's kind of like... Like, I don't imagine Soderbergh's had a lot of experience with, like, NASCAR yeah. or the South. It seems like he's sort of... He's, he is American, but it is almost like a foreign person looking in on this cult- other yeah. culture. And uh, I think the movie is good that in that it balances, like... He can be entertaining sometimes, but really kind of artsy and pretentious at other times. And this movie kind of uh, blends the two. It Like, is somewhere mm. sits somewhere in between those two extremes. Like, it's not... As accessible as something like Ocean's Eleven, no. But it's not as inaccessible as something like something else. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was going to say Crash because I hate Crash yeah. so much. But Crash was very accessible. I just hated it. Is Crash a Soderbergh? I thought it was. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I just haven't actually checked. You know, his like many characters weaving. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Maybe it was just Soderberghian, but I think it was Soderbergh. Yeah, it is because it was him and um and Ang Lee up for the mm. um. Director thing, and then I'm sure you're probably right. I've just like maybe, <laughs> um, I've just sort of erased it from my head because it shouldn't have won that Oscar. Yeah, no, he didn't direct Crash. Oh, didn't he? Um, no, right. he didn't. But um, who directed it? I oh, will have to go look that. Sorry? up. Sorry, <laughs> I'll look it up. You talk. No, no, it was somebody. Um, Paul Haggis. Mm, um, yet. yeah, yeah. So I, I sort of think like the charm and the, of. Particularly Channing Tatum and Adam Driver and Daniel Craig kind of carries you through. And so far as accessibility, it doesn't need to be; it's specific, which is always good in a story. But it is also kind of like universal, which they, I think, do a lot of the heavy lifting on that. And um, little Farrah Mackenzie too. Yes, but yeah, I I think it was. Um, I don't know. I, I think it, there were parts of it that were kind of like it doesn't explain everything to you, like how, so you have to do some of the work yourself. Yeah. Well, I wonder how like. Brownhead, Katie Holmes, and Brownhead, Channing Tatum had a blonde child. But people, um, kids' hair gets darker as they get older. There's heaps of blonde children of two black, um, dark hair or okay. brown-haired parents. Oh, I'll take um, a word for that. Like me, <laughs> my parents are both brown-haired, and I was blonde when I was born. So. Okay, yeah, that's that's so fairly that's, common that in like little like white kids. That was one of my mysteries um, of the movie. Although Channing, did- T- Channing Tatum's hair has gotten darker since he became famous. Well, sh- I- Channing Tatum's hair has died in this movie, I am 90% sure. But I think it has gotten darker yeah, since yeah, he became yeah, – like it, if you look has. at him like in um, that Shia LaBeouf movie mm. that he was in when he was a kid
1: mm-hmm. as opposed
0: to like now, his hair is naturally yeah, yeah. just and, Yeah, but he does and actually look – also died in this film like it's like, i think it's died too to make him and adam driver look more alike because they're yeah. not going to dye adam driver's hair lighter no no to that make thing. that would look weird yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you are you're right though um i do actually thinking about katie holmes i actually thought she was quite good like oh, yeah. she was she had a there was a real character there she had maybe five or ten minutes of screen time but you actually sort of saw she had there was a lot going on mm. in her life and you saw it all there like clearly she's an alcoholic clearly she's had problems it's and it's there but I miss that <laughs> she, her woman drinks a glass of wine on screen they' are an alcoholic but just oh, the way I, she I was the way she was with the kids, she was a little bit flaky with the kids and stuff um but she was sort of it was sympathetic but and and she still seemed like she was good with the kid but also like th- that perhaps what was going on in her house was slightly inappropriate even though she had more money than Channing Tatum yeah no yeah. she was um, she, it was there was a lot she built a lot into the few minutes that she had yeah and i think it's a good i think this is a good career move for katie holmes at this point in her career mm-hmm. um to distance herself from what she's known for yeah. um to do like little supporting character roles like this is probably mm-hmm. the best use of her yeah um, um where she gets sorry yeah, Where she, she gets to do an accent and and like be a little character kind put of some work into it yeah yeah put some work into it and uh just support good movies Mm -hmm. be one of an ensemble cast is probably a good place for her at the moment yeah not that she should never be a movie star again but i just don't think it's a good thing for her to do at the moment given everything Mm. before because i mean if you look at like her role in batman yes people were not ready for her to be in that role in batman and people did not support her in that things like that so yeah yeah um also I think working on the character stuff is probably good for her because she's not always been the best actress and I think she's improving. No, that's – well, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. It, it's good for her because she's not – there's no pressure to, like, carry the whole movie. Yeah, she didn't here. rely on cutesiness and half smiles, but then when they come out at, like, the end of the movie, you sort of feel like you've earned it along yeah, with the main character. That's right. And, in, in fact, she's actually getting to a point in her life, I think what, she'd be late 30s now, Yeah. Um, where she's actually starting to cross that threshold from just being, like, the cute girl to kind of actually to actually being able to have like interesting and meaty characters i mean it's also the point at which a lot of actresses when they aren't get there aren't just aren't roles but she's <laughs> lucky to have found a little one to kind of work on yeah um if she can find more things like this where she can actually work on that sort of stuff would be great yeah um yeah i just think i don't know i don't know what else to say about this movie because it's so like it's one of those movies that just good yeah it is it's just fun and good and relaxing as well um oh very very much so like just an easy time like easy way to spend the weekend that's right you don't have to really think too much about it it's it's got broad appeal as Mm. well um not quite as broad as the big sick but it is like it's still the kind of movie where you could easily like take you you could go you know with on a date or with your friends or with your parents or whatever and you could still have a good time at it um which is nice about it plus it's got this kind of little uh hick heist thing that's mm. kind of unique and fun yeah. that it plays with um <laughs> that line when they call them ocean 7-eleven yeah that was funny <laughs> oh you know what great. else there's this steven soderbergh seems to be using this movie to get out a lot of his feelings about things mm. like game of thrones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> george rr R. martin <laughs> in like one of the where the whole prison like holds the guards hostage in exchange for like getting access to Game of Thrones books that haven't been published yet. Yep. And the warden's talking about how they haven't been published. And they were like, George R. Martin was supposed to publish it two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it is a full two, three minute scene. Yeah. Like yeah. it is a long scene of just them arguing about Game of Thrones. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous and it's so funny. I mm-hmm. uh, just, and the guy who played that character. Um, the black inmate who seemed yeah. like he was gonna be just like, Oh, it's the only black guy in this movie is in prison and it's you know, mm. such a stereotype and he ended up being really great and funny. Yeah. Um, I liked that. That was really good. He was a fun little character. Mm. Um and when he gets out and that he's got the um the limo the limo and everything you kind of feel for him, whereas you've kind of forgotten about the other people who get some of the money. Well like uh, Gleena. I know Gleema. I'd always, I'd always yeah. remembered her because You felt so sad for her. <laughs> I did, but also she works in the in the sort of bank vault area, but what, why do they – do they not have a break room? Why do they take the cake into the vault? How did they know that she would take the cake into the vault and eat? Who stands around in a vault having morning tea? It's yeah, so that was weird. bizarre. That was why I remembered Gleema, also because, like, she's fat and wears glasses and likes cats. So, you know, maybe I relate a little. But, like, also that just bothered me because they wouldn't eat there. They'd have a break room. Yes, I assumed that there was something that I had missed that she had to like not leave the vault or something until yeah, well, a certain time. Or... Yeah, well, because they wanted to, s- it was about the cockroaches. Yes. Um, And they wanted to see if, if the thing went to the right place and the cockroaches ate the cake, which yeah. is fine. But it was also kind of like, it was one of those things that only happens in a heist movie that's particularly convoluted where so many things have to go right. Yes, for that one to work. in particular, I was like. Mm, okay but um i just assumed that i'd missed something yeah sometimes i did miss things so i was like maybe this is one of those times it was, yeah it's not so much that i didn't understand it as like i would sometimes tune out a bit as well when they were talking it was very long and there was a lot of talking so yes, yes. um and they were mumbling a lot well yeah channing tatum mumbled a lot yeah yes which is in character yeah but it's hard when it's dark and he's mumbling for me to catch mm. all of the words yeah yeah you're right um so yeah I I just assumed I missed something, but yeah, that was a particularly funny. But and uh, but you know that he sends all this money to like, and then sends all this money to Catherine Waterston and everything. And the only reason you remember her is because she's Catherine Waterston and she's the most wonderful person. Yeah, yeah. I could, I, I would just be happy to see her flirt. in every movie. She puts a My Little Pony band aid on, um, on his tetanus on his shot. Oh, that dude was in this movie too, who played the um henchman of non discriminate gender in a series of unfortunate events, and oh. who he was in something else that we saw. Like, I swear a couple weeks ago um but anyway i'm not really sure who you, you he's know. really 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 like he's really tall and strange looking he played one of the security guards oh and yeah, whenever yeah. you okay, see him you're you like oh it's at that the guy speedway. yeah yeah no i don't i can't i don't like know his name off the top of my no, head no i don't either I'm looking at series of unfortunate events instead of, um, Logan Lucky because I want to be able to remember his <laughs> right, name. Right, right, okay, fair Did enough. Did you find out who that other guy was? Probably Which not. other guy? Oh, the um, the dad. Yeah. Sorry, the not the dad, the stepdad. Um, stepdad. yes, his I think actor named David Denman. Oh, that's David Denman. Okay. Yeah. What was he in? He's in a TV show or something. Um, he was in Big Fish, but nope. Um, he was in the Power Rangers movie. Um, a TV show. He was in. Uh, True Detective, is that the one? I haven't seen that. Yeah, okay, I don't know. He's been in a lot of TV shows where he's just done, like, one episode. Parenthood? Oh, I'll, I'll look him up in a minute yeah. and figure it okay. out. Okay. Who is this person? I don't know. Hench person of indiscriminate gender, Matty Carderopal. Carter- Matty Okay. is the guy that I'm thinking of, uh, uh, not the, the other guy. There is a guy named, is Dwight Yoakam is in it, who's a country singer. There you go. Actually, That was he's, something he's that warden. I kept worrying about, uh, worrying, wondering about. Yeah, he's the warden. Um, so like, that's the most um, like appropriate name for this movie that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's appropriate because he's of that culture. So yeah, that makes sense. Oh my god, this is an enormous cast. I'm trying mm-hmm. to find this person. You're fine. You just talked about Maddie Carterup. Yeah, yeah. It's just huge. This cast. So many people. Angel. David Denman was an angel. <laughs> that's why right. I know who he is. Okay. Was he something I would remember, or just no? Something he you was would a demon remember? called Skip. Oh, okay. But okay. I've seen him in behind the scenes stuff and it was like a Joss Whedon show. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, even his name, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that name is really familiar. Mm-hmm. That's what I know him from. He was an angel. <laughs> right. Yeah, Skip yeah. was like a morally dubious demon who guarded yeah, his hell he does, place. And- he does look like the kind who would play the the pastor who's cheating on his wife. Like, that's the sort of stereotype I would cast him in if I just looked at him. Yeah. Sorry. That was <laughs> such a... A sidetrack, but I was just like, no, I definitely know him from something yeah. like famous. Well, that's famous right because well, we, cause we also ran out of things to say about this movie no, other than we like it. It's nice. Go watch it. It is really tough because um, it is like a, it's just a well-made, you know, solid yeah. movie. And, it, and we always have less to say about that than the bad ones. Oh yeah, don't we ever? And if it's a really good one, then you can keep talking for a long time. But when it's something that's like this, that's like there's some flaws, fine. but it's more or less good and it's fun and yep, got a good soundtrack. You know. Yeah. It keeps up the pace pretty well until that third act, or it just mm. falls apart so bad. It's so slow, um, and it's so—it sl- is really weird, also because like, I think a few times Steven Soderbergh kind of pulls the rug out from under you on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Like with that explosion. Yes. Where like they—he delays it, mm-hmm. so you're waiting for it and you're tense, and then he delays it, and then it just suddenly goes off and you weren't expecting it. Yeah. That sort of thing. I wonder if we had better sound, maybe that would have been like. More effective and scarier, but yeah. um, it was good though. I yeah, it was that. good. It, it's it's a fun way to do things, but it, I think part of that is also like his pacing is just strange. Mm. So who knows? Maybe it was on purpose that the third act of this movie was such a long and slog. Still, but his movies are like that, um, because the oceans movies are like that. That um, Jennifer Lopez movie that with George Clooney. I don't remember that's called. out of sight? As, Yeah, that's like that too. You kind of think I it's dumb. I don't remember seeing. I I know I have seen that but i don't know if i've seen the whole thing because yeah. like i remember bits and pieces of it really clearly but i don't remember it ending and i don't remember what happened yeah, in the it, end it's a bit like it kind of the first two thirds are sort of they go where you think you would go with a with a heist movie and then it kind of drags on a bit afterwards which is what happens here so it just, yeah, i just yeah i yeah i remember that being a problem in some mm. of the other movies that i've seen that he made um where it's like he doesn't know when to how or how to end them. yeah he doesn't, and he's also like, well, we've hit the third act. I really should have a twist, and he sort of his twist drags on too long. But there's not really a twist in this. I mean, there kind of is in that Channing Tatum gives up all the money. He gives up some of the money, yes. Well, we think it's all of the money yeah, yeah. for yeah, twenty we're minutes. Led to believe. We don't need to think that for so long. That's the thing is that yeah. like, and then well, we have we to spend a lot of time until we see Adam Driver get his fancy new arm. Well, because you don't actually you see him open the package and and you know that there's an arm inside and he's got fancy- yeah. We figured that out. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you don't see his arm for a long time in that next scene that he's in. Yeah. But, like, they're so far apart. You follow Hillary Swank rages, who is a character that we haven't even met yeah. before. And also who we don't really care about because she's trying to catch our, our heroes. Right. If they had, like, given time to her earlier as, like, an FBI agent who was investigating, I don't know, Joe Bang or something. Yeah. And had set her up as interesting. And the guy who's her partner is a non-person. Yeah. It's just Hillary Swank that matters. Mm-hmm. And she's actually quite good. Like, she's doing some weird character work that's quirky and fun and fits yeah. into this movie. Yep. Um, she's, like, very stiff. And there's this bit where she's talking to Seth MacFarlane that you're so completely on her side. Yeah, and she's got um, a particular staccato way of speaking yeah, as well. She's, yeah, and, and that yeah, she's pointing in, thing that she does yeah, is weird. Yeah, she's invested quite a bit of work into her 20-odd minutes of screen time but it just doesn't you, we don't care about her by this point no. because like, and we don't she well she's just an extra antagonist to the people we already are cheering for. Yeah. Um I also want to point out this is, this movie was written by a woman. It was uh, Rebecca Blunt. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, it's well cuz her identity I was like Michelle Duncan. Well, see the thing <laughs> clearly is know nothing. her identity is a bit sort of unknown. Like she's her first movie that she's ever written and um she didn't do any press. Or anything like that. So maybe it was like a spec script or something. Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm assuming it was some kind of spec script that somebody picked up. And um, but basically, yeah, she's kind of she only ever like she's only ever communicated with anyone by email. Um, so it's all there's like a mystery behind who she is. Cool. Um, yeah. So well, anyway, I just thought that was neat. Yeah, yeah, it um, is neat. Yeah. Maybe that's why the female characters in this were actually pretty good. Yeah, Instead yeah, of being that's right. just like two-dimensional nothing characters. I I wouldn't surprise that's me pretty sympathetic even when they were like two-dimensional nothing characters like yeah. Lima. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I think there's a lot of effort put into making people memorable enough that you're going to notice them again next time you see yeah. them too, which yes, is kind of interesting. Quirky, yeah. Um like that you see a lot of these movies where you see somebody again and you're like, I don't know which white guy this is. Yes. Whereas this movie really put some effort into making sure you knew who everybody was, Yeah. which I thought was neat. I do think that maybe they could have called some of the characters, like the Bang Brothers. Oh, yeah, they were, were annoying. a bit too much. Um, Like they were annoying in a way that was important and was messing with the movie. But maybe yeah. it's just because the actors are – like yeah, legacies rather than good actors or something, but they just well, yeah. didn't work. For and me. they well because they were trying to recapture um, it's uh, Scott yeah, yeah. Kahn and Casey Affleck in yeah. the Oceans movies. Sure, I get that. They but they were funny and had yeah. good chemistry, and these yeah. guys were not fu- uh, that were only funny in the sense that you would laugh at them. Yeah. and didn't have as good chemistry or timing. No. And didn't – there's no connection with Daniel Craig. This is the thing. Is no. Because da- Daniel Craig is I've so electrifying. I've never met three actors who look less like siblings or seem less like siblings. And, but, they're, but they're so – like, he's so electrifying is the thing. Yeah. They're so, so good. So, like, it just doesn't feel like they could – he even has met them before. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see them in a scene. Like, he was just in a scene with them five minutes ago and you're like, oh, you've never met before. No. <laughs> Daniel Craig didn't bother to learn their names on the set. Um <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "No, nah, I got an- I've got to shoot another James Bond movie in like 6 months." I don't feel like it. <laughs> well, probably at this I'm point just was play when he was this- still saying that he wasn't going to do yeah, Bond. Know, again. I'm just making jokes. But yeah, <laughs> probably. He's yeah, I like I mean, I can really see his character being like one that gets referenced a lot in the future. It's such a Oh like, my god. Yes. It's memorable. It's so such a killer look and style to it. And his accent plus the is- accent like the accent is really good. It does yeah. slip up a couple of times, but overall it's really solid. Yeah, yeah. He sounds like Did the we people say around him. On, I don't think we said it on air, but that that um, that's those really strong Southern accents yeah. are a lot easier for um, English and Australians to do than um, – Yeah, they are because there's a lot more similar vowel sounds yeah. yeah it's, like it's that, it's which is one easier. of the reasons why I didn't know Seth MacFarlane was doing a British, British in the trailer. I thought mm. he was doing like Southern um, yeah. because there are more – Vowel sounds in common with Mm. um, British or Australian, and then um, you just have to kind of hit the R's harder and things, which isn't so hard for us to do. It's the other things that are harder. Correct. Anyway, we've talked about a lot of things that aren't Logan Lucky because Logan (laughs) Lucky was like, it's good. Yeah, it was good. Got a good poster, too. Yeah, good poster, good trailers, good sort of. Um, Low-key publicity. I'm kind of hoping it gets a bit of word of mouth because there weren't a lot of people yeah, there today. It was a very sadly Although quiet it was, cinema. We do kind of go to early Sunday screenings. We So do, this yeah. could do, definitely be doing better in the evenings and we wouldn't know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should probably uh, give it a score. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give Logan Lucky four out of five stars. I thought it was good. Yeah. The one star I think is really just that ending is not good. Yeah. Kind um, of drops off. Yeah. I was – thinking about three and a half but I feel mean so I'm going to go four as well because it is it's a fun movie I thought you were going to give it three and a half yeah and so I was like I'll go up (laughs) it's funny yeah (laughs) because I've been hard marking lately um so you're right I I, I've been really generous lately yeah but I think I'm going to give it a four because I did have fun and it was nice and it's um yeah it's just nice to go to the movies and watch something that's relaxing and I don't have to kind of stress about it it's just easy to i watch. like that it's relaxing but it's not relaxing without a purpose yeah well so this is the thing i've noticed about myself lately i've been really attracted to tv and movies that are relaxing and easy but with a social conscience mm. and i think this one it, it hits that mark um, which is why, liked liked, why i like the big six so much i've been watching one day at a time on netflix which is um just a sitcom but it's all about a latina family in in LA and it's just it's pretty relaxing old-fashioned entertainment but it's got a social conscience and I that's the kind of thing I've been into at the moment um yes I should wrap this up thank you very much for listening to the silver screen queens podcast if you would like to find the show notes or old episodes they're on our website silverscreenqueens.com if you want to read katie's review of logan lucky um and some of the other movies that she watches you can go to her blog silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com and if you want to find us on social media we're at screen underscore queens on twitter for all your channing tatum videos um Channum Tating. Channum Tating. I know somebody who's a a celebrity gossip writer who calls him Charming Potato, (laughs) which I think is adorable. Um, But So for all your Channum Tatum video needs, uh, our Twitter at Screen underscore Queens or Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash Silver Screen Queens. And we're also on Tumblr, tumblr tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Thank you for listening. Bye.